The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Sweet. 12 after 7. Mr. Outdoors will join us here in about uh, five minutes. But uh, some people wanting to react to the Rick Manning talk. And we had a good conversation there on Social Security. Some ways he thought we could solve it. But, uh, Steve, you were telling me that there was something you realized that was the beginning of the end, what, your, uh, what a relative of yours said back in the day. I'd love to get your take on it. Go ahead. <laughs> what? When my grandfather launched off the couch after LBJ made the announcement that he was moving Social Security into the general fund, I never saw anybody go through the ceiling until that date. Really? But, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was upset. But, I mean, you know. I'm a boomer. I'm probably one of the last of the boomers and everything. But, you know, when I've, I've been paying attention since 1964, well, of course, after JFK. But when they moved that into the general fund, that created the great society. And now we've had generational uh, – uh, I'm trying to figure out what I want to say here – generational uh, addiction to mm-hmm. the welfare state. Uh, yeah, and when they moved the social, social security in there, uh, essentially the government was able to then, uh, you know, grab that cash, spend it on great society programs, put a little IOU, you know, a bond in there, which is, which of course is nothing more than a call, uh, you know, a call on future taxpayer income. It's all it is. It's what they did. Well, right? Yeah. And then, and then what was it? 1978, uh, Chuck Schumer and McCain, or no, it was Joe Biden in 78, I believe, decided to tax Social Security. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're still paying tax. Well, you know, every time they change the rule, every time they change the rule, I find it fascinating, Steve. I don't know. Are you a government employee by chance, or were you ever a government employee? Oh, no, man. I've been out here busting my hump on the road for over 50 years. Okay, well, the reason I bring that up, though, is that, uh, you know, we're always told you can't do anything about Oregon PERS or any of the national pension, any of the government pension things, because we have a contract, right? That's what, it's what you always hear. No, you're, you're, you know, it doesn't matter how poor you are, you'll be assigned a per Oregon PERS uh, retiree to care for, you know, no matter what you're making, mm-hmm. right? You know, I figure that's what's mm-hmm. it. But yet, Social Security, on the other hand, every time the rules are changed, every time you change the that, or you're changing how you're going to tax it, that in essence is a default on the system. Every time, exactly. Every time, yeah, and yet we're still sitting around there talking about, oh, hey, you know, I'm owed that. I'm owed that. I, I hate to say it, but uh, unfortunately, the Supreme now they're going to make sure and find some way to pay some semblance of it because uh, there would be a political revolution, I think, if all of a sudden all these people are out of the street, right? But the Supreme Court ruled back in 1960-61, I believe, that you have no entitlement, no right to Social Security and that Congress can change the rules and eliminate it if it I, wants to. Isn't that something? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I just and I always wonder, well, who do we have to blame for this? Well, I think that it's pretty evident. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying that the Republicans at that time were all, you know, Johnny, Johnny B. Goods and all that. It's, you know, it's you had people on both sides of the aisle because along with Biden and McCain, who made that decision in 1978 to start taxing Social Security, you know, uh-huh. uh, it's kind of like a 401k. Yeah, okay, they take that right off the top, and then you pay taxes on it. When yeah, yeah, but if they ran a 401k like they run Social Security, the, the 401k operator would be arrested and charged with fraud. 
<laughs> Steve, good call. I appreciate the call. Thanks for that. Let me go to uh, DP. I'm just running. I'm burning out of daylight or running out of daylight. Hi, DP. How you doing, Patrick? Go well, ahead. all right. Good morning. I work and collect Social Security. Now, many people would say that diagnosing mental illness over 3,000-mile distance isn't, isn't doable, but Joe makes it seem pretty easy. And uh, lately I've heard now, whether it's true or not, but I've heard Joe Biden wants to give the illegal aliens Social Security. Yes. Now, true. my question is, if that you're saying that he does? Uh, well, yeah, that, that that is the plan. You know, just like California so, is giving uh, Medicaid to uh, illegal aliens, too. So the question is this. Uh, under a Trump administration, what are the odds of pulling that back? Zero. Yeah. Okay. J- just saying. Right. J- just saying. I, you know, it would take. Uh, it would most likely take something uh, of uh, of Congress, and unless Trump controls Congress, which I don't know if he will, probably doubtful. Uh, we'll see. It's it's still an open question at this point. Okay. All my right. Question, my t- t- conclusion is we're doomed. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you can never go wrong if you uh, if you bet on we're doomed and then hope that we're pleasantly surprised if we're not doomed. How about that? <laughs> That's good. I'll go with that one. <laughs> All right. We're doomed, and uh, I'm praying that we'll be surprised. This is the Bill Myers Show. One of each sold in 224482, MSRP 216153502, Sportage Vin 69157, MSRP 3390, 4399 due, 10K miles per year, zero security deposit, all incentives and discounts to dealer, plus tax, title, license, $150 registration, processing fee, trading in a vehicle will not eliminate your debt, negative equity, apply to new loan balance, ends 13124. With brand new Kias starting at 159 a month, it's time to get more in 24 at Kia Medford. More savings, more selection, more for your trade. Rush in now. Get a new 2024 Kia Soul LX Automatic, just one. 59 a month lease for a new 2024 Kia Sportage LX all-wheel drive. Only $199 a month lease, both for 24 months. Ready to get out of your current lease or loan? Once we make a deal, we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. Need credit? Go to KiaMedford.com to get pre-approved in less than 30 seconds with no effect on your credit score. Get more in 24 with Souls $159 a month. Sportages $199 a month at Kia Medford. Click KiaMedford.com. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main Street in Phoenix. Hey, to social engineering and leftist corporations, do they make you feel like we're kind of living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Now, our friends at Pure Talk, my wireless company, they know the silent majority is fed up. And I'm calling on all of those Americans, stand with a company that champions your values. The average family is saving almost $1,000 a year. Dial pound 250, say the keyword, save now. Do it now. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month from our friends at Pure Talk. Nothing slows my little girl down, except the stuffy nose. That's why I use Sinex Children's Saline from Vicks. Sinex instantly clears mucus in everyday stuffy little noses with a gentle, ultra-fine mist designed for kids. Just Sinex? Breathe. Her stuffy nose is gone for now. And so is she. Sinex Children's Saline. Sinex? Breathe. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Welcome back to the Bill Meyer Show, 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD. 19 after 7, Mr. Outdoors here, the Oregon Truck and Auto Authority, sponsored by, uh, well, sponsored by Oregon Truck and Auto Authority. 
Driven by Linex on Airway Drive in Medford. And the outdoor report from Greg Roberts at RoadWeather.com. I don't know if it's a seminal wind that's going to be blowing this weekend or not. Greg, what say you? What do we got? Uh, well, it's going to be southerly, so I guess be our closest version of it. And okay. We're going to definitely be a tale of two situations as it's looking because, you know, we've talked about it before. Medford gets 18.44 inches of rain in your average calendar year or water year. But out in western Josephine County, O'Brien area, 100 inches of rain a year. And what we're looking at setting up for the weekend is a pretty classic way to illustrate how that happens because we are going to see heavy rain, um, you know, western Josephine County up into Coos and western Douglas County, the coastal areas, then down through northwestern California with Del Norte and Humboldt counties, maybe getting as far east as western Siskiyou County. But once you get, um, I'm going to say, roughly... 20 miles, maybe, um, no, probably not even that far. I need to cut that in half, air miles, 10 miles east of the coast range. Yeah. Things start drying out pretty dramatically. I mean, I can put it this way. That Cave Junction O'Brien area, pretty much heavy rain through the weekend, Medford, showers. Okay. Yeah, and that, and that sounds about right. I mean, Joe County uh, just gets sopping wet sometimes in the winter. It's just the way, it, just the way it is. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and, and why is it that uh, Medford is so dry? Other than the fact that this is technically desert land, is it the mountains that scrape the the uh, the rain off? Is that what happens? Well, it's the mountains, and then of course, whenever you get southerly airflows going, you get that downsloping and drying effect. Oh, and you know, we've talked about Medford's donut hole. And that's exactly what winds up happening. So, you know, you got the heavy rain in the Siskiyous, and then that skips around Medford, and then it starts raining again up in the Cascades. But this time, the drying effect is going to be more due to the coast range. And so that's going to trap and hold the moisture mostly out there in western Josephine County. And so you have showers in Grants Pass and in Medford. Grants Pass probably a little bit wetter than Medford will be just simply because I don't think the downsloping is going to be as pronounced for Grants Pass. So more moisture over there. But, yeah, Medford, I mean, honestly, this could be one of these weekends that people are hearing about flooding going off in uh, Curry and Del Norte counties. Mm -hmm. And then everybody in Medford's like, well, rain? What rain? Yeah, what rain? Okay, yeah, that, that sounds about right. That makes a lot of sense. All right. Uh, now, as far as uh, snow, is it a real super high snow level? Is it going to be like powdery on uh, Ski Ashland, or is it raining on yep. Ski Ashland right now? I'm just curious. No, and uh, maybe this is why we can be grateful that the rain is not going to push that far inland because, you know, this morning, Mount Ashland, looking at their temperature they're reporting, they're over 33 degrees. Oh. They're almost to 34. So... That would mean that that snow level point is probably somewhere around 7,000 feet, and that's about where we thought it was going to be. And from now through the foreseeable future, it looks like our snow levels are going to be running somewhere between 6,500 and 7,500 feet. And you're talking then Crater Lake yeah, era, yeah. Crater Lake type snow. Yeah, or yeah. Diamond Lake, that kind yeah, of area. Exactly, right? Crater okay. Lake, the mm-hmm. upper 
elevations of Crater Lake, the rim, all of that, that's where you have to go to find snow happening, you know, here anywhere in the area. But at least we're not looking at a situation where now we've got this warmer air and higher snow levels being accompanied by a lot of rain. But what this will do, it is definitely going to settle the snowpacks. Okay. There is no no doubt about that. In fact, I was looking at the webcam shots from Mount Shasta Ski Park, and you're already starting to see some impact from settling. They've had warmer air in on them for two days now. And looking at the shot uh, more from the bottom of Douglas, looking up on those runs that come down off Coyote, starting to see some dark spots appearing, which means um, those are really thin spots there in the run. So, yes, we do have snow for the ski areas, but it's, you know, what they will characterize it as early season conditions, quote-unquote, meaning there's going to be obstacles that are marked and unmarked, and you need to be paying attention because you really don't want to be taking a ski or snowboard over those thin spots and those rocks. I mean, Rogue Ski Shop will love you if you do, but... Um, <laughs> it's business, right? You know, yeah, It's good you, you business wanna, for them, right? Avoid it. Okay, fair enough. Where would you go then? Uh, what is the, uh, the, the fun outdoor pick for the weekend, if you had to pick a place? Um, you know, that's kind of the tough part, but honestly, right now, the good news for fishing is that the upper rogue shouldn't get blown out, and winter steelhead are definitely pouring up into the upper river, and been looking at a lot of the pictures being posted in Southern Oregon steelheaders on Facebook this week. One thing is very clear, that even with the higher water flows we're seeing right now, and the water color being off, which some people may look at it and think, well, fishing's not going to be that great. Actually, it's turning out that if you're using the artificial row clusters and then you're putting scents to them and you're putting the necessary weight you need to really get those down on the bottom, people are picking up winter steelhead and some pretty nice-looking fish. And artificials are going to be preferable to natural row. Because with the water flows that we have right now, you use natural row, which normally, you know, is the preferred bait. You're using the natural right now. It just gets beat up in these flows, and you're constantly having to rebate. So this is where using the artificial um, artificial clusters works better because it's going to hold together better on your uh, line. And then the other thing people are doing, they're putting a variety of scents to it, which you know, you can you can pretty much pick whatever you think might work best. But um, the one consistent thing I've seen is the people using those artificial row clusters are definitely getting fish and seeing some limits. And again, these aren't huge fish, but they're definitely they're they're good solid. You know, a lot of what I'm going to characterize as eight to fifteen pounders. Um, in the rogue right now and so the good news is with that continued rain pushing in uh, it keeps the flows in the river going now the lower river of course is going to be a blowout might be getting up near flood stage mm -hmm. from Ag Agnes on down but the fish that get through that and then they get into that upper section of the river um, again, you probably can find some pretty good fishing conditions. The southwest coastal rivers, the Chetco, the Winchuck, 
elk, sixes, all of those very definitely going to be blown out. So you want to be thinking more inland and upstream portions of the Rogue and then the Umqua system, of course, too, uh, would also fall into that category. All right. Perfectly appropriate. Uh, the weekend, yeah. honestly, would be the steel heading for the upper Rogue. All right. Perfectly reasonable way to wrap it up on the Outdoor Report. Outdoor Report, Greg Roberts, of course. And by the way, you have RogueWeather.com, but where is it best to see? Some people have said they're not sure where to find your reports, and I want to make sure that they can find you easily. What would you suggest? Yeah, no, um, that would be right there. Um, you know, that's the way we're going to be doing that. We're eventually, we are um, getting podcasts lined out, and mm-hmm. we will be launching those here in 2024. We already did a trial run on the Bigfoot one, which was an awful lot of fun to do. And how we're going to do that, we're going to um, utilize the X social media platform because X has a thing called Spaces where we can introduce video and audio and do different things like that. And so what we'll do is we're going to be doing some recording of the podcast webcast on X because it will also allow for this element. People can literally join it, and then they can ask questions, and so we'll have a lot of fun doing it. And then. Once we're done, we will put those up into archives that will be available pretty much anywhere you could find a podcast. All right. Very good. Mr. Outdoors, we'll catch you next Friday. You be well. Thanks, Greg. All right. You got it, Bill. Greg Roberts. RogueWeather.com, 729. Sweetwater Sanitation are your experts in the sanitation business. With over 20 years of providing septic services in Southern Oregon, Sweetwater Sanitation gets the job done the right way. Sweetwater Sanitation can inspect, service, repair, and pump your septic tank so you can focus on enjoying time with friends and family and not a septic disaster. Give them a call at 541-821-1426 or check them out online at swsmodoc.com. Sweetwater Sanitation, their service is the difference. One of each sold in 224482, MSRP 21615, 3500 due, Sportage Vin 69157, MSRP 3390, 4399 due, 10K miles per year, zero security deposit, all incentives and discounts to dealer, plus tax, title, license, 150 registration processing fee, trading in a vehicle will not eliminate your debt, negative equity applied to new loan balance, ends 13124. With brand new Kias starting at 159 a month, it's time to get more in 24 at Kia Medford. More savings, more selection, more for your trade. Rush in now. Get a new 2024 Kia Soul LX Automatic, just one 59 a month lease for a new 2024 Kia Sportage LX all-wheel drive. Only $199 a month lease, both for 24 months. Ready to get out of your current lease or loan? Once we make a deal, we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. Need credit? Go to KiaMedford.com to get pre-approved in less than 30 seconds with no effect on your credit score. Get more in 24 with Souls $159 a month. Sportages $199 a month at Kia Medford. Click KiaMedford.com. Hi, it's Bill Meyer, and I'm with Sharice from No Wires Now. It's time to switch to DISH. You bet. If you have DirecTV or cable TV, call me today to see how I can save you money. Plus, I'll lower your internet and cell phone bill. And those offers in the mail from DISH, you can go through No Wires Now for those. Call me at 541-680-5875. Call Sharice like I did or visit their showroom off Biddle Road in Medford. NoWiresNow.com. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Internet and cell phone service are not provided by DISH. The Bill Myers Show, 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD. 731, we'll break for the rest of the news here for the NBC5 NBC News Partners, and then 
Great talk with Richard Evans from the Josephine County Eagle. I always enjoy our conversations on uh, public policy. And and he uh, raised the issue the other day on his uh, email alert about marijuana legalization. It's a time to maybe reconsider that. And so we'll uh, be kicking around that here in the uh, next few minutes. <laughs> I had numerous people write me yesterday. I had... Uh, we had fun. There was a there was an email. One of the emails that came in yesterday had to do with uh, the. Uh, I'm sorry, I just forgot the name. Oh yeah, Brookings. Brookings, a city manager, uh, finally getting fired after all this time, and it was ended up being so controversial. And she had finally let go because the the, the people just rose up in Brookings and said, "We're tired of having a city manager." That uh, is uh, you know, dead to rights, caught shoplifting at Fred Meyer and this and that and the other and pleaded no contest. And and yet the old city council was uh, was saying that, uh, well, you know, we, we can't afford to fire her. Well, she's she's competent. She just steals, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, and then I think it was Tony that wrote there and said, well, to the uh, Jackson County Fair Board, maybe they're hiring. Right. They could do another one like, I don't know. That just made me spit my coffee out when he wrote that. And, uh, and Leslie and other people were writing and saying that they, they felt the same way. That that was a crack me up. But uh, hopefully we'll uh, just uh, continue to raise our standards for people in positions of public trust. Is there anything wrong with that? I hope not. I hope not. All right. High standard uh, when it comes to servicing you and making sure that you get the best deal possible on something which has gotten real expensive lately, and that's insurance. Well, that's why you want to talk to my friend Steve Yancey at Sky Park Insurance. Sky Park Insurance, uh, he is an independent, and you call him at 261-5444, works with all sorts of big companies. He saved me hundreds over the years. Many KMED, KCMD listeners are always uh, you know reaching out to me and saying, hey, uh, you know, Steve ended up uh, working really well uh, with me. You know, uh, you just ask him for a, uh, a a quote. You call 261-5444, 261-5444. And if he can help you out, great. And if he can't, you may have a great deal in spite of the fact that you're looking at your renewal and going, holy crap, what happened here? You know, uh, but what do we know? You'll find out from a trusted source there. Steve will uh, really help you out. 261-5444. And Lynn Barton is there now, too helping people get signed up in, uh, for Medicare and doing all the ins and outs of the various uh, additional insurance plans connected with uh, Medicare, too. All right, her number, 4990958. But for the regular insurance business, you talk with Steve, 261-5444, skyparkins.com. At Skypark, we make insurance easy. KMED, KCMD News, sponsored by Millette Construction, specializing in foundation repair and replacement. Get on solid ground by visiting MilletConstruction.com. Good morning. I'm Marcus Villa with your NBC5 morning news update. Attorneys representing Jackson County and the Sheriff's Office are appealing a judge's decision to allow a trial after the way a former OSF actor was treated in Jackson County Jail back in 2019. Juan Sancho claims jail deputies used excessive force in Jackson County Jail. The suit says Sancho was handcuffed to the urine grate of his cell for approximately two and a half hours after he knocked on his cell door. This week, a federal judge in Medford said the deputies involved did not violate Santos' rights through the use of force during the intake and takedown. However, the same order said they did not qualify for immunity for shackling Sancho to his cell grate. Jackson County filed its appeal to the ruling in federal court yesterday. A charge of resisting arrest against Sancho was later dropped. 
Members of the Yurok tribe are celebrating as the Iron Gate Dam on the Klamath River begins its deconstruction. The Iron Gate Dam had a drawdown on January 9th, the first step in draining the reservoir. It's part of the Klamath Dam Removal Project, the largest dam removal in U.S. history for the four dams across Northern California and Southern Oregon. Activist Georgiana Jensaw says the dams cause salmon to die as a result of toxic green algae from warmer waters. She says that this victory will have a lasting generational impact on indigenous communities. That's a look at your morning headlines. For MC5 News, I'm Marcus Veal. Have a great start to your weekend. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros and Full Service Auto Repair. Hi, it's Jolene at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and your ability to navigate wet, slick roads. And if you need new tires, Phoenix Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Continental, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich, and more. For the best tire prices and service, see your local family-owned Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main in Phoenix. Millette Construction has been a general contractor for 40 years. For the last 20 years, they've specialized in foundation repair and replacement. If you have sloping floors, cracks in walls, and windows and doors that are hard to open, you have a foundation problem that's only getting worse. At Millette Construction, they not only fix your foundation and level your house, they solve the water problem that's causing the damage. Get on solid ground. Call Millette Construction for a free estimate. Visit MilletteConstruction.com. CCB number 32787. Hi, I'm Mark with Oregon Truck and Auto Authority, and I'm on 106.7 KMED. 7.37, Friday. Not only going to be a great weekend, not a lot of rain in Medford, I guess. Rain in Joe County for sure. Hmm. So tonight, though, nothing will interrupt my watching. I, I must confess, I ended up uh, getting primed just so I could watch Reacher. I love that Reacher series. I really do. I like it. Big wall of meat goes out and kills lots of people who need getting killed. You know, and I'm good with that. I, I, I'm good with that. Maybe it's uh, <laughs> you live vicariously through that. OK, uh, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to actually go after here. And I, I and I weigh about 250 pounds and I'm solid muscle and uh, you cause me trouble and you're just going to end up dead right there. You know, that kind of thing. It works. Not an assassin. But uh, anyway, I just might. I guess tonight's the uh, season finale so i'll be checking that out for sure now then let us go back to uh, some of the news going around here and in all the uh, the, the the fabulous permutations of oregon life uh, the one thing i guess we're not supposed to ever consider is uh, doing anything to change drug policy i guess but uh, i wanted to talk with richard emmons he is the editor and publisher of the josephine county eagle and he put out an email alert the other day got me thinking all right richard we got to talk about this a bit welcome back Good to have you on, Richard. Morning, Bill. It's great to be here. Let us talk about uh, Measure 110. Let's talk about even marijuana legalization. In fact, you're bringing that up. Gosh, I thought marijuana legalization was pretty much a constitutional right and uh, the one true faith in the state of Oregon. But uh, set the table with what you're thinking this morning. Well, like you, Bill, I read a lot of news, and I read an article in the Wall Street Journal a couple days ago about how teenagers that use marijuana are suffering from psychosis. And, you know, teenagers 
It's illegal for teenagers in Oregon to buy marijuana, and it's illegal for them to have it for medical marijuana. Oh, but they get it all the time. Everybody knows. Yeah, they get it all the time. There's pretty easy access for it in this state. It's really easy access. And and we think that, well, it's just marijuana. You know, it's like saying, well, it's just whiskey or it's just, you know, cigarettes. But, you know, Measure 110 legalized the hard drugs, you know, cocaine and methamphetamines and fentanyl. But marijuana is just sort of just thought of as, well, it's just marijuana. And, you know, there's a certain generational divide where marijuana in the 1970s, when it was coming on the scene in the 60s, I mean, it was just like it literally was a weed that was grown and and rolled up and smoked. I will concur with you on that. Uh, I have not smoked a lot of marijuana in my life, but I will confess when I was a uh, young DJ of having done that. A couple of times you know, when I was in Barstow, especially because they always had the, all the other DJs always had it. It was not particularly strong stuff back in those days, from what I recall. No, it, it was just like buying, you know, watered down beer. You know, there's beer of different alcohol contents. Some of it's very high alcohol content. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a bigger buzz and all of that. And others, is, it's less so, you know, and that's cheap beer. But with marijuana, they, they've not only concentrated the the potency of THC in, in the plant marijuana, which is really an outworking of, you know, prohibition because you want to concentrate it so that it doesn't take as much when you're selling an illegal product. It's easier to move and sell. I mean, that's just the reality of prohibition. But what they've done is they've taken out the THC and they put it into what they call edibles. We literally are, mm-hmm. you know, eating it, you know, jelly bellies, you know, like, and it's so concentrated that it can be like as much as 90% THC. And what it's causing in teenagers with their brains are still developing. I mean, I remember when I was 17 and I thought I knew it all and I certainly didn't know it all. My brain was developing just like any teen brain is developing. And it isn't until about 25 that your whole you know, cerebral cortex and thinking and logic really is developed. Well, especially for uh, for young men, especially. It's, yes. Yeah, we're, so we're, uh, young men are behind uh, young women in brain development at, the, at those ages. That's right. So just like, you know, again, you know, we're the same age. We're back in high school. You know, older brother or sister could buy, you know, six-pack of beer if you wanted to drink beer at the football game or afterwards or something like that. And I think the same thing is happening now. I mean, one way or another, the teenagers, high school students, are getting marijuana. They're smoking marijuana. And it's just, it, it's something to where when you look at the warning labels on tobacco that, that, you know, tobacco companies are required to have, I just think at a minimum that we need warning labels on cannabis products. And the Wall Street Journal article, it had some graphs that were kind of mind-boggling because if you, if you, have, if you, if you consume products with 10% or more THC on a daily basis, then you're much you know, more likely to have a psychotic disorder. So that's, that's bad enough. I mean, a psychotic disorder, I mean, you basically, you're, you're literally losing your mind. And you're, you're running out, you're doing crazy things, and then you have to get over that. Okay. But what it also showed is that 
the chance of developing schizophrenia or bipolar disorder after a drug-induced psychosis is much higher for cannabis than it is for amphetamines or hallucinogens or alcohol, opioids, cocaine, or sedatives. Something tells me, though, that this, um, you know, assuming that, uh, you know, the, uh, the research that you're quoting here from uh, Wall Street Journal, that's probably not uh, a politically popular truth, I would imagine, in Oregon, especially, you know, given how many businesses are involved in this, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And, and you know, the, yeah, there are businesses that make money from selling it. And, you know, and again, we're, you know, you can differentiate between adults mm-hmm. and minors. Okay. We've always had that separation that they're not adults. They need guidance and, you know, they have parents and so forth to watch over them. And then when they become 18, they get to do certain things, you know, and it's. So you're not, you're not talking about, you're not laying this on the, uh, the adult consumers. You're concerned about the kids again. Right. At a minimum, it, okay. it's, it's good the kids, and, it, and it's just this attitude that, um, that, you know, that it's just it's just marijuana. Smoking is dangerous. Marijuana is healthy. Right. That's uh, the the falsehood that is still being portrayed. It, correct. And I mean, I, I mean, look, I've had frozen shoulder on both shoulders, and I use the C, you know, CBD salve on them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like it really helps. I mean, there's different ways it can really help. It's just if the people that are smoking marijuana, they just have to understand if they have a psychotic breakdown that it can, you know, it, well, literally in the Wall Street Journal, I mean, the article ends with the story of, 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 you know, husband, wife, mom, and dad, whose son committed suicide after a psychotic breakdown caused by cannabis. Hmm. So I mean, it's a real problem. And I just think that when the legislature is looking at you know, repealing and replacing Measure 110 or reforming Measure 110, I just think they need to take another look at cannabis because the problem is real and and it is causing problems for teenagers. I just think we just, I mean, we wouldn't think it's a good thing if they're drinking hard liquor and, you know, moonshine that's high alcohol content, but the marijuana has a very high potency. It is damaging their brains. Not everybody gets damaged like that. Yeah, not everybody, but there are some. Uh, I've, uh, I've read enough about that that I, I'm thinking that research is looking pretty solid, and I'm you know certainly not a neo-prohibitionist, but you know the one thing I have to admit that uh, you, know, you were talking about the uh, edibles of, uh, a little bit earlier and how potent they have become, too. And even OHA, Oregon Health Authority, has been uh, issuing warnings about that. Uh, there was a number of years ago that I ended up uh, getting hurt while I was uh, doing some uh, some outdoor activity, and I was really, really hurting. And a um, a friend of mine had given me a sample of a gummy at that point, and and I thought it was just you 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 take the gummy, and I guess there's THC in it, and it's a pain reliever, you know that that sort of thing. That's how it was uh, was. Uh, sold to me or you know told to me and i didn't realize it was supposed to be one-tenth of the gummy right well i ended up i was just hurting i ate the whole gummy and (laughs) i've got to tell you i just about passed out uh richard and this is just uh you know it's to me uh practically uh uh, a high-grade pharmaceutical in some ways that it's just out there you just buy it you just buy it off the shelf yeah 
you just you buy it off the shelf and you just think it's okay. I mean, to me, you know, you know, what are the penalties for, you know, buying or selling, giving drugs to minors? I know that, you know, after I read the Wall Street Journal article, I, I went on the, you know, one of the Oregon websites and, and they do mystery shopping where they send minors into uh, cannabis dispensaries and maybe those laws need to be tightened up. I mean, like three strikes and you're out. If you sell, you know, marijuana cannabis products to minors three times and you're out of business. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a serious thing and it should be taken seriously. Yeah, and it's a real it's a real intractable problem though because whatever you're prohibiting from uh, from children. I mean, you remember what it was like. I was a kid too. It's like, like all right, um what do you want? What am I not allowed to have? I want it. You know, that 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 kind of thing, right? It, it, nothing's changed about childhood. I, I I get that. No, I get that. I just, you know, it's see the thing what's what's really pathetic about, you know, I mean, in Oregon, it, it you know, it's my opinion at the time that the that Governor Kate Brown denied the Flying Lark the license to have the horse racing machines was because it was cutting in on the profitability of the Oregon lottery. They were trying to protect their gambling operation. And it's really pathetic to think that the state of Oregon is making money off the sale of cannabis, some of which is getting into the hands of minors, Hmm. and it's literally ruining their lives. Richard Ammons is the publisher and uh, editor of the Josephine County Eagle you know, uh, Richard, the other thing I would add, though, is that I also, I also believe, though, that this was stepping on the toes of the tribes, and the tribes contribute mightily to many Oregon Democratic politicians, too. I think we have to consider that. Would you agree or disagree with me on no, that? Not just the lottery. I to- I, no, I, I agree on that. I, I agree on that. I, I, you know, and, and that's a whole other discussion, you know, about, you know, Indian tribes being able to have casinos and— you know, everybody else cannot. I mean, it's sort of like if it's legal, it'd be, it'd be like if only the Indian tribes could sell, you know, cannabis or something like that, that there it's okay for them to sell it. And, uh, but regular stores can't sell it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's all, it opens up a big discussion about, you know, are they really foreign countries? You know, you know, are they really, you know, why do they get these special, you know, well, well, if they're foreign countries and get special privileges, I'll tell you what, Richard. Uh, I think we should all be able to petition to join the tribes. How about what do you say? Just kidding. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> absolutely. Well, you know why not? Uh, maybe you are a little more free in some ways. Kind of an odd juxtaposition, I guess. Uh, anyway, I'm talking with uh, Richard Emmons, KMD KCMD. Hi, who's this? You have a question or comment for Richard? Go right ahead. Uh, yeah, this is Francine, and I do have uh, I have a lot of personal knowledge from various positions about addiction and and drug use and marijuana use. Mm-hmm. But a real quick little comment I wanted to make regarding the tribes: um, if they're you know considered a sovereign nation, maybe we should just be sending all the illegal immigrants over there. Okay. Um, yeah, it could be a okay. comment for another time. But uh, did you want to make a comment yeah. on the addiction, though? Yeah, Go ahead. yeah, because you know what people have—they think marijuana is so harmless. And um, my my ex, you know, from like you know forty something years ago, almost fifty years ago, actually, he wasn't—he was completely addicted to pot. I know people say, "Oh, you don't get addicted to it." Well, absolutely, you absolutely do. And um, when he didn't have any. 
he got really weird and he was very abusive. And when he ran out of pot, he became physically abusive. And um, there is just no way anybody can can that has not seen what goes on with addiction can has the right to make all these these broad statements like, oh, it's harmless. Oh, it's this and that, you know, and I, I kind of wish I'd gone to that meeting to talk to say something to Jeff. But I know if I did. I would have probably got thrown out or arrested. Yeah, well, Senator Golden <laughs> says he uh, he's not not in favor of appealing 110, even though it is an utter failure top to bottom. But uh, yeah, I know yeah. I would I would have I would have blown it at him. I would mm. have. All right, Francine, appreciate the call there. Uh, now, of course, uh, Francine's experience is sort of anecdotal, but uh, I, I can't exactly say it's probably a rare occurrence there or a rare you know experience. What do you think there, Richard? Yeah, no, it's it's. It's just a it's a different drug, and I just think we learn more about marijuana. And again, they it's grown differently, and they they grow it in the the greenhouses with lots of greenhouse gases to help it grow better and faster mm-hmm. and keep it from not cross you know pollination with hemp and so forth. It doesn't have THC, so it's it's being grown very scientifically. But the higher you know the potency, you know, no doubt it's worth more money in the marketplace. I just I just think that. We need to really, really take a hard look at, at it, and, and, and I don't know if education is the difference, but I'm telling you, these psychotics, you know, we, there, there's just something different about a teenager, you know, drinking a beer or smoking a cigarette from tobacco. And not that we're advocating either, but yeah, okay. No, we're not advocating either, but, but it, it definitely, it's worse than it appears, and, you know, I... I've been uh, with the Goss Rescue Mission in Grants Pass for many years on the board. And, you know, we don't allow addictive behavior and we don't allow the tobacco, cigarettes, cigars, you know, pipes, mm. you know, and we don't allow marijuana. Just because yeah. it's legal doesn't mean it's good for you. And, uh, and it's just, there's just, there's just a lot of fallout. I just think the state has a way of looking the other way. Yeah. Well, there's a, there, there's it. an incentive. Yeah. It's a perverse incentive. I think that we're starting to find out more, and and by the way, you're not going to be able to prohibit, I don't think Oregonians are going to be open. In fact, it doesn't appear that the country itself is open to uh, increasing prohibition, and it's probably not effective anyway. Uh, the talk is the federal government is probably going to remove marijuana from the schedule at uh, at some point. There seems to be a lot of political juice you know, behind that, Richard. But in real life, uh, I, I think we're going to have to be uh, smarter about this. And I recall, and this is an interesting story, I I once worked with a colleague in uh, Modesto many years ago who I was what Francine was talking about, Uh, never probably spent a day in his life that I knew him without being under the influence of cannabis. That That was his thing, and he made no bones about it. We all knew it, right? But he was functioning. And I couldn't help but notice, I looked him up, uh, you know, a, a year or two ago, and now he's a marijuana addiction recovery specialist. He has a business with that now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And 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 I and I dropped a note to him, and he had talked about, uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was not working for me, you know, long term, and and that was you know even the the lower intensity there. Do you think that uh, Oregonians are ready to be honest about this? No, but I think they might be open to just looking at what's happening in our parks and other public spaces that it can be, you know, legal, mm-hmm. but do we have to allow open consumption of drugs, including cannabis, you know, in our public parks? 
I mean, why should people be able to shoot up heroin or smoke marijuana? What they do in their own home, you know, that's their business. So it's it's not like we want to have so many police officers that we're knocking on everybody's door to see if they're smoking pot. But this idea, we don't allow it in the restaurants. You know, you can't smoke cigarettes and different things. So there are different ways that we can make it less uh, of a public nuisance. Mm-hmm. We can make it, you know, you know, a little room of shame. You know, if you give you know, marijuana to teenagers. Well, you know, and, and maybe that's the where it goes, them. because I have to tell you, there's uh, public shaming over smoking these days. Public pressure can actually uh, be uh, quite useful at times. But, you know, the public would have to be, you know, willing to, to look at it that way. And I don't, th- I don't think the public's there yet. I really don't. I, I do think that. And that's why I was only half joking when I said that, uh, you know, free and easy marijuana access to marijuana in all uh, various forms is the one and true, the one true sacrament <laughs> in the state of Oregon right now. Yeah. No, hmm. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. It, and that's why it's most likely that they'll reform Measure 110 and not repeal it. I mean, I appreciate, you know, you know what the Republicans are trying to do and, you know, mandate uh, treatment you know, to get to avoid jail, right? Yeah. Now, well, without a stick, though, you know, without a stick, a lot of these a lot of folks will never make the step that they actually need to. And I know I'm talking Big Brotherish, I guess, but it's obvious that if you're uh, if you're shooting up and smoking up in your uh, tent in Riverside Park, you're probably not going to be able to uh, get a job and rent any kind of home, much less a uh, a tent in Riverside Park. You know, getting at you know there is a connection with the with a good portion of the homeless, and you well know that. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, and, and see, and see and there's really a deeper problem here societally, and it's this idea that if you have a problem, you need to take a pill, mm-hmm. you know, and whether it's uh, hormones or, you know, one of the, the, the individuals that's you know, written about in the Wall Street Journal article, he just says, yeah, I was having emotional problems in high school, and I just, that's why I started smoking marijuana. And it was just like, wow, you know, everybody has emotional problems. We have highs, we have lows every day. And it's part of growing up being an adult and dealing with problems. I mean, it's not all unicorns and rainbows and sunshine. You know, you have days in which you're down, things go against you, and you just have to plow ahead and know that tomorrow's another day. You get to start over, and you're going to make it a better day. But you don't need to drug yourself up to try to get through. Mm. Which is uh, sometimes a challenge given the, and I know this is a different subject, but the the pharmaceutical complex and, you know, essentially the practice of medicine today is like the practice of pharmacology. You know, it's like we're not going to treat something. Well, we don't want to cure you with something. How can we manage you with the latest pill advertised on Fox News? You know, that kind of thing. And you can't help but notice that. And then... Um, you know, is there any wonder why people are conditioned that uh, the pill will solve your problem? I agree. I agree. We're conditioned that way from youth. I think one of the positive things out of the whole COVID nineteen, all the shutdowns and the governors, you know, you know, the, you know, hospitals mandating vaccines and all that, is that there's less trust in that whole pharmaceutical medical complex because there are so many people that are dying suddenly or dying of heart attacks and, and 
They never want to give the reason. Mm-hmm. Well, they're dying of conspiracy theories. I get it. It's a uh, shade before eight. Let me grab a couple of calls before we take off, uh, Richard. Are you going to be writing about this in the Josephine County Eagle, by the way, before I go to some calls? Just curious. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Good. I, I, look for, I, look, I look forward to that. Okay, let me grab a couple of calls. Hi, KMED, KCMD. You're with Richard Evans. Go ahead. Hey, Bill, you touched on the you touched on the solution to all this, and the, I don't know how it's going to happen, but the solution to all this drug problem is ultimately making it free and legal. That's the only way you're going to kill the drug trade. Just give them as much as they want. I know it may sound heartless, but you know if you give a, a junkie a big bag of heroin or whatever, they probably aren't going to come back. Are you then implying then uh, allow the people to take themselves out of the uh, gene pool, so to speak? Is that what you're advocating? It is what it is, Bill. You said it, not me. Okay. I thought I'd raise that. Uh, KMED, KCMD, hi. Good morning. Good morning. Holly Morton, um, Josephine County. Good hi, morning, Holly. Bill. Hi, Holly. Good morning, Richard. You know, I think this is uh, what this 110 business is all part of an effort to create a permanent dependency class. People who are dependent on government, I think that suits their purpose just fine. And, uh, you know, they look over it and they know that when people start using uh, marijuana and move into other drugs, they become dependent. And I think their goal on that is just put government in charge of everything. And once government is in charge of everything, then nobody will be able to use drugs or, or do any of that stuff. But but that's what they're doing, I, I believe. All There's right. No yeah. other, it's so antithetical. All right. Appreciate the call there, Holly. Uh, would you agree with Holly's uh, take on that or, or, or not? Uh, give me your analysis, Richard. Well, well, look, we, we talk about all the money needed for, you know, all the treatment centers for nonprofit organizations that want to get more state money, more federal money, more taxpayer money. And, you know, in a certain sense, the state caused this problem by passing laws that allow homeless drug addicts to stay in the parks for 72 hours before they can be asked to move. And we allow, you know, maybe in Portland, they wanted to ban the public consumption of drugs in parks and they can't do it based on state law so we're you know these are there's a lot of bad legislation you call it evil legislation that's passed that has made the problem worse so in a certain sense the state caused the problem of open drug use and legalization and then now they got the solution which is to have more taxpayer funded addiction treatment and so forth so the you know that's it, but it does cause dependency on the state because if you're doped up, I mean, how can you hold down a job? Yeah, you're well, not going. Yeah, you're not going to. Marijuana. Yeah, I find it interesting. I don't know if you, uh, um, Rope Valley Times, of course, uh, you know, uh, you know, Medford area paper ended up uh, having an article about uh, about Stabbing Wagon, and of course, uh, Grants Pass also suffering under the uh, the assault. I would dare say of. Um, the nonprofit world, which uh, essentially makes it's their business model about enabling and or I mean, they'll call it uh, what do they call it? Uh, care reduction or harm reduction or whatever it is. But essentially, it's just addiction enabling. And it's uh, it's interesting how there was like criticism brought to the city of Medford. Like, you know, how dare that they question that uh, that stab and wagon, you know, or try to interfere with uh, OHA, you know, plopping a whole bunch of money into those uh, people's coffers, right? It, it, we got a real challenge ahead of us, I think. We, we do have a real challenge because it's part of this enabling that, uh, that allows the people to continue to use drugs, and they're just trying to help them cope with their addiction rather than overcome their addiction, get over the addiction, 
I mean, if somebody had a really nasty temper and they went out and did assault and battery every Saturday night, you know, we would be saying, well, you have to stop that behavior. Yeah, we wouldn't be handing them brass knuckles so that they could, uh, you know, assault and battery uh, more safely, right? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But that's what they do. That's what they do, though, with all the harm reduction here. Okay. Richard, I uh, look forward to seeing more on this. Um, By the way, my dog in the fight is in. I'm a subscriber. I'm a subscriber to the Josephine County Eagle, and I think you should be, too. JoCoEagle.com is the uh, main website. I look forward to you writing more on this particular issue. Okay? Thank you so much. All right. I will do. Thanks, Bill. Have a great day. All right. You take care. Richard Emmons is the editor and publisher of that paper. It's a 4 after 8, KMED, KMED, HD1, Eagle Point, Medford, KCMD, Grants Pass, and K294AS, Ashland Translators. Freddy's Diner in Old Town, Eagle Point, has a menu designed to appeal to everyone in the family. Choose from 13 hearty burgers served with fresh-cut fries, crisp and moist pressure-fried chicken, hand-dipped fish and chips, beer-battered prawns, sandwiches, steaks, salads, and more. Dine in or check out the menu online. Call in your order, and it'll be waiting for a quick and easy pickup. Support your local restaurants. Freddy's Diner on Main and Old Town Eagle Point. Open 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day for lunch and dinner. When John and Dan Drake purchased Drake's paint in 2005 from their father, all the Benjamin Moore paint and inventory came with it, of course. But the most valuable part of the transaction was the name handed down from their great-great-grandfather. The Drakes have been painters for generations, and they've built their reputation with integrity, respect, love, and hard work. Those qualities are alive today at your only locally-owned paint store in Medford and Grants Pass. Drake's Paint and Supply, featuring America's best paint, Benjamin Moore. Hi, this is Charlene at American Industrial Door. Colder weather can make spring snap and the rain makes jams swell and seals deteriorate. Lower temperatures can also make a garage door less flexible and put added strain on your door opener. Now is a good time to call American Industrial Door and have us service and adjust your door and opener to make sure it continues to provide safe and convenient operation. For garage door service and repair, you can trust. Count on your local expert for over 30 years. American Industrial Door in Central Point and Grants Pass. Got a mess with the IRS or a tax date with the state? You may need representation. Visit FirstResponseIRS.com. First Response Resolution, your local tax resolution experts in Eagle Point, defending your rights as a taxpayer. Visit FirstResponseIRS.com. If you're getting ready for a winter road trip, click on the travel report on KMED.com. You'll find the latest road conditions, road cams, and gas prices all over our region. Be prepared with a travel report on KMED.com. Sponsored by Lithia Body and Paint on Bullock Road in Medford. Johnson Builders is the leading authority of post and frame construction in Southern Oregon and Northern California for over 20 years. Save on shops, garages, barns, and covered riding arenas during their winter sale. For commercial, industrial, or residential, they have you covered with the lowest pricing of the year while the winter sale lasts. Visit www.johnson.builders or check them out on Instagram at Johnson Builders Corp for ideas on your project. Financing available. Johnson Builders, building for your future. Hey, to social engineering and leftist corporations, do they make you feel like we're kind of living in the twilight zone? Well, you're not alone. Now, our friends at Pure Talk, my wireless company, they know the silent majority is fed up. And I'm calling on all of those Americans, stand with a company that champions your values. The average family is saving almost $1,000 a year. Dial pound 250, say the keyword, save now. Do it now. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month from our friends at Pure Talk. Nothing slows my little girl down, except a stuffy nose. Mommy. 
That's why I use Sinex Children's Saline from Vicks. Sinex instantly clears mucus in everyday stuffy little noses with a gentle, ultra-fine mist designed for kids. Just Sinex? Breathe. Her stuffy nose is gone for now. And so is she. Sinex Children's Saline. Sinex? Breathe. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. I'm meteorologist Bobby J for NBC5. We got areas of fog to start off this Friday morning. Can't roll out a few sprinkles, but mainly just cloudy for this afternoon. High of 56. We're dropping to 42 tonight. Lower to mid 50s through this weekend. Increasing showers on Saturday and rain goes all the way through early next week. It's eight minutes after eight. KMED and KCMD on the Bill Myers Show. My uh, phone lines are blocked up there. I don't know if I was, uh, I think I'm missing Ron Gordon from Edward Jones. Ron, uh, I have line four open. Go ahead and call in. See if we can get you in there if you're listening, okay? But we will go to the phones because we were talking a lot about uh, about marijuana and maybe the challenges we're still dealing with, maybe even more of it. Uh, hi, who's this? Good morning. Welcome. Hey, Bill. It's Matt. Hey, Matt. What are you thinking? Well, on the weed thing, because mm-hmm. I had a comment on something else, but on the weed thing, I think we're going to be facing massive cases of COPD. Um, my grandparents smoked. Mm-hmm. They, they'd light one cigarette with the next one. And, of course, they ended up with um, emphysema and, you know, every known lung disease that you can imagine. I don't know why people seem to think you can smoke a ton of weed and not have it affect your respiratory system. So I'm expecting that public health care is going to be eating a giant bill of weed smokers who were in their 60s, 70s, and 80s with bad cases of COPD. So I would suggest getting into the oxygen tank business. But (laughs) the real reason I called is every election year, I get carpet bombed from politicians in my email. Oh, you notice that? Are you you talking about the uh, state legislators, the Shelley Bozart Davises and things like that? Everybody, you know, saying, hey, I I, get across the country, Bill. Oh, oh, across the country. Oh, okay. So some of these people, I don't even know. So I look them up and sure enough, they've sold, you know, good conservative people up the river time and again. And so I had an epiphany. You go to dinner once in a while, don't you, Bill? Sure. For lunch? Sure. What happens at the end of the meal when you've been happy with the service? Yeah, well, you leave a tip or you say you something. Leave a tip. Yeah. So I think I think funding for candidates who sell us up the river again and again, that we tell them, we say, look, here's how this is going to work. When you vote the way we want you to vote, since we're the ones who knocked on the doors and got you elected, we're going to tip you at the end. So feel free to spend your own money or whatever money you can get your hands on. And then once you begin voting for the things that we asked you to vote for and supporting the things we wanted you to support, then we'll give you money. That sounds like a reasonable strategy, Matt, and I'm glad you made it. 